Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser and Rob Brown here on a Monday, filling in for Ken Barkley and Nick Costos with the day off. All right, Rob, it's time to talk some preseason NFL. You said you are locked into the NFL preseason. You said the girlfriend knows that when football's on, that that is your time. So, Rob, who is your who is your NFL team? Are you a Falcons guy? Are you a Panthers guy? Like, who's Oof. your team? Oof, you wound me deeply, sir. Uh, no, I was actually born and bred in New Orleans, Louisiana. In fact, those of you on the stream over oh. on this side, you can you can see the the Florida Lees in the office on the wall. Uh, born in New Orleans Saints fan today. I was born. My mother wrapped me in a Florida Lee blanket and cursed me to that for the rest of my life. I got my one Lombardi, which is more than the Panthers and the Falcons can say, and I'm very content with that. Uh, I will say, obviously, as I mentioned, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, so we are the flagship station for the Panthers. Uh, obviously, we talk about the Panthers. I was at Panther Camp in Spartanburg a couple of weeks ago, and I am always down with the Panthers being good because when they're good, PJ, I get paid more money. And at the end of the day, Ric Flair over everything. If I'm making money, I'm happy. That's why I do gambling shows. Yeah, very true. Well, you are Mr. <laughs> NFC South then. So I'm glad I'm glad you're on. I can ask you about the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers. Well, let's start with uh let's start with the Falcons then, Rob, because obviously Bijan Robinson's favored to win offensive rookie of the year. And his first carry in the preseason was blowing up over Twitter. Everybody's like, Whoa, this this Bijan kid's gonna be pretty good. So what are your thoughts on what you've seen kind of out of the Falcons in preseason? Your thoughts on their offense this year, Rob, because I got to tell you, man, the trio of Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan outside of like San Francisco's trio with McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle might be the best in the NFL. It's really just all about Ritter at quarterback. So what have your impressions been of them so far in the preseason? Uh, better than I thought, not great, right? Like, like Desmond Ritter... I cannot sign up for a ticket with Desmond Ritter as the key to it, right? Like, it's nothing mm -hmm. personal against the kid. He seems like a good dude. I will almost, 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 always pull for a dude who gets told you can't, you can't, you can't. Because who in sports doesn't love a great yes, I can story? They are the best. So I, I hope that everybody's wrong. I think there's speed on the outside. I think we saw from snap number one, or I should say touch number one for Bijan Robinson this weekend, that when the dude gets a head full of steam, he's going to be tough to bring down. I really like him. But again, if Ritter is not a threat to pop one on you every now and then down the field, and I just don't know that he is, I think you can find yourself in trouble. And here's the part within the NFC South I'm concerned about. New Orleans, if their defensive backfield is healthy, it is going to be very good. Carolina, if their defensive backfield is healthy, it is going to be pretty good. The only one I don't know about right now is Tampa, and I'm going to be real with you. I think Tampa is going to be struggling to get to five or six wins this year. They're just not good, and Todd Bowles is, I'm sorry to say, the wrong guy for that job. I will never understand handing the reins to Todd Bowles, but that's another discussion for another segment. I just don't know that I can trust Desmond Ritter enough to say Atlanta's in the mix. I think the NFC South is a two-horse race. 
I think it is New Orleans and Carolina. I lean a slight edge to New Orleans. In fact, last I saw, in fact, I picked them up about two and a half months ago at like plus 250 to win that division. I want to say they're at like plus 125. And I would still take them there because if you ask me, especially after what we've seen out of Bryce Young the last two weeks, not Bryce's fault. Carolina's offensive line has been a dumpster fire inside of a slightly larger dumpster fire for the first two weeks of this preseason. I think the battle is Bryce Young versus Derek Carr. And if I asked you today, which of those two guys are you ride or die with this Sunday for week one? I think you got to go Derek Carr. So I like Atlanta and I like Arthur Blank. Uh, I like Arthur Smith. I like the direction the Falcons are built in. But I look at them the way that I looked at the New York Jets last year. A lot of, if not all the pieces are there, but they're going to need a quarterback to unlock it. And I just don't think they have that guy yet, unfortunately. I completely agree with you, Rob. And there's been a lot of people who have been showing Atlanta a lot of love. And I'm with you. I just, with Desmond Ritter, I can't, I can't get there. I can't get there. I love everything else they have on offense. I like Arthur Smith as a play caller. Defensively, I like some of the pieces they brought in in the offseason. Uh, they're going to be better than they were last year, and they were one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but I still don't think they're going to be like top 15 in the league or anything like that. I think Atlanta is going to be the kind of team where they're going to be like great for fantasy football. They're going to be great for overs. You know, they're going to be really fun to watch, but I don't know if it's going to translate to as many wins as people think. I don't think it's going to translate into winning the division. I agree with you. I think it's a two horse race between the saints and the Panthers. And I got to give the edge to the saints, Rob, quite frankly, because they play their home games indoors and Derek Carr gets to play indoors like Derek Carr in cold weather outside. That's not something I want to get behind. But Derek Carr indoors, I like that quite a bit. I think Chris Olave is going to have a huge year for New Orleans. And I think Keandre Miller at running back is a guy that I would watch out for with the Saints. Rob, I think this is going to be the year of the rookie running back. We obviously know one of the big stories this offseason is these running backs haven't been able to get paid. Josh Jacobs said today that he's going to report back to week one. Hasn't been able to get the money he's been looking for. J.K. Dobbins reported back to the Ravens. He hasn't gotten the money he was looking for. McCaffrey's trying to get a deal. All these guys are trying to get paid. But I think the influx of rookie running backs this year, Miller in New Orleans, watch out for Deuce Vaughn with the Cowboys. Watch out for Tajay Spear with the Titans. Obviously, Bijan with Atlanta, Jameer Gibbs with the Lions. But I'm telling you, Rob, these little backs, Deuce Vaughn with Dallas, and Tajay Spears with the Titans especially, because I do think this might be the year where Tennessee finally decides to give Derek like a little bit of rest, like a little bit. I still think he gets his touches, but I do think they start to lean on somebody else. You go back and look at some of the games that when Spears was at Tulane, the workloads that he was given, I mean, there were games he carried the ball 30, 35, 37 times. I think he could have a big year. So that's kind of been one of my takeaways from preseason so far is I think it could be the year of, of the rookie running back a little bit. And I think there, there are some good ones that were taken in like the second, third and fifth rounds. No, first off, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I, uh, I had flashbacks the other day watching Miller. I should say last night watching Miller for new Orleans. Uh, even, I mean, Bijan Robinson's a stout guy, but he ain't the biggest dude in the game. Right. And I've enjoyed watching these guys. And I've gotten some flashbacks as a New Orleans fan. 
One of my favorite running backs all time to watch. He never gets enough love for his time in the NFL was Warwick Dunn. I loved watching Warwick Dunn run because Warwick Dunn would take a snap, he would dive into a scrum, and then he'd just pop out the other side and be gone for 15, 16, 17 yards before anybody realized it. And it was because of size, stature, and and agility, able to get into those scrums and kind of navigate around guys. And over the years, we've kind of switched. We've gone to more Derrick Henry's. We've, we've, I mean, with the a couple of exceptions of like McCaffrey, Camara, etc. We've kind of started flipping to like bowling ball backs as your lead running back, right? And so to see some of these guys and the utility that they're going to bring to an offense, especially now that we're getting back to running backs being more and more involved in the pass game. Like if if Desmond Ritter is gonna get gonna be good in Atlanta, it's gonna be because Bijan Robinson is gonna be involved in the pass game as much, if not slightly more, than you would like him to, certainly almost as much as he is in the run game. Uh Cordero Patterson. Same thing in Atlanta. That guy's got to be used like a Debo if they are going to wide open that offense up the way it needs to be. So I actually don't take that, hate that take at all. Uh, if you're cu- putting a couple of season futures in the bag, there's a few of those running backs that have some really low over-under yardage set preseason because they're not expected to be involved. And I'm looking and going, okay, well, if you're New Orleans, Kamara's going to be out three games to start the year. Miller's going to get some time. They've got Jamal Murray there, who is the, the the bigger back, and he's good. But a guy like Miller can pick up some extra yards there. If you look at Dallas, I mean, Zeke's gone. Those yards have got to go somewhere. Why not try something different than what you've been doing the past couple of years? So I think there's a very good chance you could grab a couple of season props on some of these young guys when maybe they're set a little low until we figure out kind of what their role is in offenses and take advantage of those. I, I think you're dead on right. Yeah, no, I I really like some of these running backs. I I really do. And again, I think because the way that the league is kind of transitioned to such a passing game, we forget about some of these running backs. But there are some good ones, and I like a bunch of them. Uh, I think Spears, Spears and Deuce Vaughn though are my favorites. I love those those little guys. You mentioned Zeke's going in Dallas. Tony Pollard, I love, but you know he's coming off an injury, so I think Deuce will get some touches. And then Tajay Spears, obviously with Tennessee. I mean, Derrick Henry has been have so many carries over the years with the Titans that I think Spears could get some touches. What about some of these quarterbacks, Rob? Obviously, you know, we have some QB battles up for grabs with some of these teams. Other quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter, like Sam Howell, we're going to see tonight for the Commanders against the Ravens, like Jordan Love for Green Bay. Some of these guys were trying to get in a glimpse of maybe how they're going to look for this upcoming season. Of these quarterbacks, like of the Sam Howells, the Desmond Ritters, the Jordan Loves, kind of the guys who it looks like are going to get a shot this year to be the guy who we really like don't know what to expect from them. I guess you can maybe throw Brock Purdy in that conversation if you want, although his sample size is a lot bigger than some of the other guys. Like who would be your favorite quarterback or the quarterback that you're highest on, would you say, coming into this year? I'm going to give you a name that I have got multiple preseason prop tickets on. Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. I love Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. Now, I cover Clemson, so there's a little bit of bias there. But you look at what Doug Peterson has done with quarterbacks in the past. Then you look at Trevor Lawrence last year, in my opinion, 
Last year was Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. I do not hold the season that he had Urban Meyer, the single worst head coach in the history of the National Football League. I mean that to the depths of my soul. I do not hold the the Urban Meyer year over the head of Trevor Lawrence. So I'm taking a guy who has got, as far as I'm concerned, every skill set needed to be a good quarterback in the league. I'm pairing him up with Doug Peterson, who is known to bring that out of his quarterback. So, by the way, I'm going to give him a full season, fingers crossed, of Travis Etienne behind him at the running back. You want to talk about a running back that I think there's some numbers on you can snag. I love Etienne behind him. You've done a good job building up the, the skill position unit around him. I think Trevor Lawrence is looking at a 4,000-yard season, and I would not be shocked to see him get close to 4,500 yards. I wouldn't be shocked to see him threaten the 28, 29, maybe 30 touchdown season number and put himself up there with the names like Burrow, et cetera. I really like this kid. I like his setup. I like his coaching staff now. I like his wide receiver core. I know we're probably looking a little bit further down the list, but this is, as far as I'm concerned, the sophomore season of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. It feels to me like everybody is sleeping on him as if the Jags haven't built that organization. The Jags have done for TL what we wanted to see teams like Cincinnati do for Burrow. Build around this kid, make him the centerpiece, and go get him what he needs to succeed. I hate the city of Jacksonville with the passion and fire of a thousand suns, but I got to respect what the Jags have done for Trevor Lawrence. I love this guy. Yeah, Lawrence is 30 to 1 to win offensive player of the year. So that's uh that's a really good bet right there if you like that. MVP, I believe he's like 16 to 1 right around that price. Obviously the Jags added Calvin Ridley too. So uh you get a really good receiving option. Rob, the bet that I've been giving out with Jacksonville throughout the network that I think is is a great bet is for them to get the number 1 seed in the AFC is 10 to 1. I have never seen an NFL schedule more favorable for an NFL team than what the Jags have this season. All their hardest games are at home, and I've truly never seen anything like it. Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, Cincinnati, all four of those games are at home. The Buffalo game is in London. Obviously, even though Bills Mafia travels really, really well, the Jags' familiarity with London, you would probably give them the edge in that just because they know how to handle that week. That's also the second of those weeks where they'll be in London. They're playing Atlanta and Buffalo back-to-back weeks in London this year. So the fact they'll already be out there, I just the way the schedule sets up, and all of those teams outside of San Francisco are AFC teams. All those teams are going to be teams. They're competing for tiebreakers, competing with AFC seeding. So, look, Jacksonville, I think to get the number one seed, just the way the, the schedule sets up is, is really, really good for them. Obviously, the division that they play in, playing Indianapolis twice, playing Houston twice, playing Tennessee twice. They get the NFC South, so they play Tampa Bay, they play Atlanta, they play Carolina, New Orleans. I just I think their schedule is awesome. I love the fact all their tough games are at home. And 10-1 uh, to 1 to get the number one seed in the AFC, I think uh, could lead to maybe your boy Trevor Lawrence having a big year as well. We're wrapping up our number one next. We're going to talk more NFL preseason, talk more NFL. P.J. Glasser, Rob Brown, you better you bet.